Hello, besties! Welcome to Martinez with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. I mean, this week I've been so busy with life, you guys. I'm going through so many changes in my life, and I'm so excited for what is coming next. I'm looking forward to I'll be sharing more when everything is settled but there is an amount of great energy and positivity and love in the universe that I'm just so grateful uh, I, I I can share what I have done this week with you guys but you will find out about it really freaking soon I think by tomorrow you will know that I uh, yeah I, I had a great experience you guys and I mean I'm grateful for that experience, and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it, watch it. It's it's one of those stuff that I'm going to put on my resume. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding, but yeah, it, it it's gonna it's, it's gonna be out tomorrow, and that was just part of a an amount of great positive stuff in my life. Um, like I said before, it's going to drop tomorrow. It's not on my podcast, but. It was an amazing experience. And when that drops, I will definitely share some clips on my uh, Instagram and on my uh, Twitter, on podcast, whatever. We'll talk about it in detail when it finally drops and it's public. I'm just so excited for all this awesome stuff happening. And I only want the best for every single content creator. I'm, I'm excited when people are successful. And you might wonder why I'm starting the show with this with these comments. It's because like 45 minutes ago, as I'm getting ready for the podcast, I read a couple of stuff on, on Twitter and Instagram. The latest of all about the TRH. Real housewife, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they posted something on their Instagram story. They have been on my on my podcast. We had chatted many times. I love those girls. They are extremely hardworking, focused on their you know content. They don't care much for other people uh, and other content creators. They never go like after anybody, right? They just are doing what we all do, We're create content based on our opinions on this show. So it seems like some content creators out there, or so-called content creators, because honestly, anyone nowadays call themselves podcasters and content creators, anyone with a little microphone think that they they have the, the, the talent and the, the personality and, and the sources and all the stuff, and good for you. You can do whatever you want with your hobby, right? I do not care what you do with your hobby. But what I do not appreciate, you guys, is when content creators are salivating and, and celebrating when another content creator is going through a hard time. The ladies of All About the, the TRH uh, have been dealing with a troll who not only contacted their sponsors, not only contacted their real jobs bosses, like real life 
situation. They went ahead and screenshot photos of their personal accounts, their kids, all this stuff. Obviously, they, they needed to do something. So they, they were trying to figure out who this person was and they found the person. And now this person is acting like they are the victim of this. Like, I'm like, I mean, you wanted the smoke and now that you get the energy, you are acting like the victim. And obviously some content creators, I don't want to say who that person is that I noticed on Twitter, but babe, you should not be inserting yourself in the drama of other content creators when it's not about the show. This is not about any reality TV show. This is real life people's issues, you know? So celebrating somebody being harassed, celebrating somebody being blocked on Twitter because Twitter has these weird rules, you know, or, or locked. Um, this is not your problem. This is not yours to be in, inserting yourself for likes and clickbait and bullshit. You know, as content creators, I think the best way to deal with this is to keep our mouth shut when it's not about a show and it's not about any content related to what we do. I support everybody as much as I can. People that I like their content, people who I don't agree with their takes. I mean, we try to make this community about, you know, fun and sh shady posts and about shows that we watch because we are bored, right? So taking it to this extreme, to me, sounds like a little cuckoo in the head. Like find a new hobby. Find a new hobby if you can just keep it light and fun, you know? Uh, hi, Kristen. Hi, Mia. Um, uh, yes, now that I said all this stuff, um, I just wanted to make sure that I get that out of my chest because I do, I do not understand how some of these content creators, uh, brains work because, uh, focus on your craft, focus on your content and make it better instead of inserting yourself on drama that is not even yours, you know? To be a real content creator and a Bravo content creator, there is plenty shows that you can focus. There is plenty content that you can create. You, you shouldn't be piggybacking on somebody else's problem, especially when it's not related to any of this, right? Tonight, we are going to be talking about the latest Atlanta the latest New York and the season finale of Crappy Lake. The, by the way, you guys, I usually do not cry with shows, but I'm going to be honest. I, I cry. I cry watching Crappy Lake. Um, and I, I will share with you why I cry at the end when we're talking about Crappy Lake. Um, also, I want to I wanna mention now, uh, BravoCon tickets for the Watch What Happened Live and, and the Bravo Awards are going on sale this Friday for general purchases. There's going to be a VIP uh, pre-sale on Thursday for those who have VIP tickets. I am excited to be attending all these shows because trust me, I plan my life around this weekend. 
I cannot wait to bring you guys all the content that, uh, that I'm going to get from this weekend. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on those. If you are going to BravoCon, if you see me out and about, make sure to say hi. I'm not a cunt. I'm, I'm not a bitch. I'm not an angry person. Uh, I'm usually quite nice. If you see me being upset, it's because somebody pissed me off. But usually I'm a nice person. I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not bitchy or, or, or I'm going to try to ignore people or thinking that I'm a star when I'm not. So if you see me out and about at BravoCon, just come and say hi. Uh, we will take, you know, we'll talk about Bravo. We will talk about life. Uh, we might even be able to have a cocktail because if you are going to the Bravo Con, you know, just so letting you know, they do sell alcohol. There are uh, places like a bar you can get, you know, cocktails. I usually get champagne. I try to keep it just straight champagne all weekend. And uh, that's it because I hate mixing alcohol because then I'll just go crazy. Then I'm too happy, Eddie. That's another thing. I, when I'm drunk, I'm like a happy person. So I'm not an angry drunk. Uh, so yeah, I'm ready for BravoCon. If you see me out and about, just make sure to say hello. You know, um, and he's getting closer. We are like, what? Like two months and a half away from BravoCon. It's going to be an amazing weekend, you guys. Um, I, uh, Kristen, that's the one that I'm actually planning on going. Uh, they revealed today, for the first time, uh, they revealed the theme of the Bravo Watch What Happened Live um, tapings of the weekend. Last year, I did not know what I was going to. It was kind of like a surprise. But this year, they released a list of um, Bravo. It's called the, the BravoCon Lives, you know. Um, and there are four of them right beside the bravos the bravos is on friday night which is what it was the legends ball last year right then we're gonna have i have the list right here i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you guys because i think this is important to know uh then saturday the first one is going to be that is going to be the um uh the saturday november 4th at 7 p.m is going to be BravoCon live with andy cohen the the charming house rules which is the favorite cast members from southern char bandapon rules summer house and solid hospitality on the same stage that's the one that i'm planning on going on saturday night uh at 10 p.m they have BravoCon dynamic duos it's usually like you know the best friends like the two you know in each show they pick like like the best friends and they bring them to the stage and they talk about like their friendship and what's not. Then on Sunday night uh, at 6 p.m. is uh, Bravo Showgirls. I'm going to that one too. Uh, they're bringing together all the favorite Bravo labs who are like the life of the party, the ones that are fun. Maybe the ones that have like music out too. So that's going to be fun. And then at 9 p.m. is BravoCon Live with Andy Cohen, the reading room. That's the one where they bring all like the super freaking queens of like reeds like those are the queens of throwing shade they have the sharpest tongue and they're the shade assassins so if you like super shade housewife or or bravo labs that's the one you want to go 
That's on, uh, at 9 p.m. A lot of people loved that one last year. They had this one last year, the reading room. And that was the one where uh, er- Erica Jane said that the the um, Dory and PK were going to uh, Splitville. Well, that's the one, the reading r- room. So if you want to go to one that's going to be like surprising or something, I would recommend you to go to the reading room. Uh, but if you want to see me, you are might be able to find me uh, on Saturday night at the Charming House Rules and on Sunday at the Showgirls. I'm definitely going though to the Bravos, which is the Legends Ball. Once again, if you see me out, make sure to say hello. And we will have a, we have a cocktail. Trust me, I will be the one buying cocktails to people because I love to talk over cocktails with anyone. So if you see me, and if you say, Eddie, I listen to your podcast, I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> okay, you guys. So let's let's get into the real mess. Let's get into the real mess and let's talk about shows that, because that's what we are here for. Let's start with Atlanta. I want to start with Atlanta by saying that I watched the episode. And to be honest, halfway through the episode, I was bored. I'm disappointed with this year's uh, Atlanta. It's been quite the disjointed show. I also feel like production has a lot to do with that part because (sighs) Kenya had many events that were cut out of the season. Cynthia was in many of those scenes with Kenya. Uh, We also found out that Kenya had an event. We knew that. We saw the photo of what they were filming. They She had an event for her hair salon, right? And everyone was there except one person. I believe that person was Marlo. Uh, even Cynthia and Claudia were there on the, at that event. And I feel like it was a uh, disappointment that production decided to leave that in the cutting room because... As fans, we like to see when other housewives make cameos in the in the show and like friend of make a cameo and you bring people from the past, it makes us excited. And also the whole hair salon was basically the most important uh, storyline from Kenya. And I'm disappointed with production. I'm extremely, extremely disappointed. Um, like I appreciate that they, they are sharing the um the Whatever the the shelter, the 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 foster kid party that the Marlo had, but that to me was such a filler. There was nothing important in that segment. There was nothing interesting on in that segment. Not even the conversation between housewife was interesting enough for me to be invested on what the party was even about. Um, I've had the feeling that production is trying to make Marlo to look like a softer version of herself after what happened to her last season. Because remember, last season we were all looking at Marlo like, like, girl, like the way that you're treating your nephews, weird. And then this season, her whole storyline was about how great she is with her nephews and how she's all about fostering and all this stuff. And now she has a foster, uh, a foster party or whatever, right? Uh, I believe that at least, 
at least they should have shown Kenya's party. That would have been the perfect way to to kind of like connect her whole storyline. Um, I don't know if, if it was because they wanted to focus on the Drew Ralph uh, divorce that happened after they filmed. So they, they wanted to cut all this stuff on the show. But to me, it was not fair that they decided to go after, you know, Kenya's storyline. Because, I mean, I, I, I like Shire, which, by the way, if you go to Shire's Instagram account, I, I, I'm pretty sure by the time you listen to this, it will be too late, but I'm going to save it. Uh, Shire, I, I posted on my Instagram, my dog, on Martini with Eddie Instagram, my stories, uh, my dog, one of my dogs watching Housewife of Atlanta with me. He's literally watching. He, I mean, one of my dogs, uh, his name is Apollo. One of them love to watch TV with me. And he actually watched the scream and he tilt his head and he kind of like tried to process whatever is happening on the TV. It's quite hysterical. So uh, I caught him today as we were like rewatching. I was rewatching Atlanta's episode because I'm trying to, to, to see what the reunion is going to bring. Like I want to be prepared for the reunion. And I watched like the first like, few episodes. I even forgot that the whole... Mar- Marcel uh, sending Kenya a, a DM on Instagram. I forgot that, that even happened. You know, it feels so like long ago. It feels like lost in translation. Like we never got a re- like a true resolution out of this whole problem, you know? So uh, I, I, I caught him watching TV with me and I posted it on my Instagram story and, and I tagged all the ladies. Um, and she read, shared that story on her Instagram story and she posted like oh how cute you know so to me that that meant a lot because uh, my dogs are my children so um, seeing her sharing my story with my dog and stuff to me is is like fun I mean I might not agree with Shire half of the time but she is definitely part of the history of Atlanta Um, you know we have many you know, iconic quotes and moments and, and, and memes from Shire. So that's great. But, I mean, if you're going to talk about storyline and uh, reason to show a party, the whole, you know, baby, uh, I don't know, social introduction or whatever you want to call that party, was it necessary I don't know. I don't know. To me, it was crazy, though, that she invited Anthony. Anthony's messy ass is trying to be center pitch holder so badly. You know, Uh, this whole thing with um, with Drew to me is of really bad taste because I don't care if you are a gay man. I don't care. I'm a gay man and I treat women with respect. I still think of like I'm a man who needs to respect other women. I was raised to respect women. And I don't care how messy you are or how you want to believe you're a housewife or you want to have like a reality TV moment. The fact that um, 
allegedly, I mean, that happened because it's, it's talked about and he confirmed it, but I want to say allegedly because I didn't see it happening. Uh, he threw a shoe at Drew. To me, that's just too messy. The fact that Bravo is giving him a platform for him to like act like a like an asshole on TV, I I, I was not. I was like, this dude is like just trying so hard, so hard to have a moment. Um, Mia Carla, I want to share your comment because I do agree with this. Uh, Shire has a beautiful family, but the party is just a reason to dress up and get presents. Yes. I think even the girls said it on the show. They said, like, this party is not about the baby because the baby is passed out asleep. This is a moment for Shiret to dress up and just, like, be extra. I mean, I do appreciate herself calling her a glamma. Anything glam, anything, like, fashion and anything, like, elevated to me is really, like, cool and interesting. So I appreciate those little labels and those like little like fun stuff. But uh, that party not only introduced us to her granddaughter, it also introduced us to Bob's mystery daughter. I was so confused uh, by his story and the fact that he kept saying that uh, she is... Three years younger than the oldest, which if you do the math, this girl was uh, was born while he was still with Shire. And everybody's like, Bob, like, please, you're so messy. Like, like that's crazy. The fact that Shire did not know that this girl even existed. The fact that Shire met this girl at this party that she is throwing. Like, if... If that's not like messy family dynamic, I don't know what it is. And one thing that I'm going to say about Shiret's family is like they are all absolutely stunning. Like, come on, her son. He's one of the hottest, like, real housewife son across. Uh, franchises across the board. He's one of like my one of my top three. You know, I I I am trying to remember because I I made a list, and it was him. You know, Shira's son. Uh, it was also. Oh, I forgot. Oh my gosh. Oh, Frank Catania, Junior, hot from New Jersey and and who else I'm gonna also say that uh, Louis Ruelas uh, Louis' son is very good looking and I find Brooks Marks cute like his his features are cute he's not like hot he's more like I would say handsome I don't know uh, he has like that. He has like his mom's face. Like they're pretty, pretty people. Yeah, there you go. He's pretty, pretty face, you know. Um, but then you have like Catania and and Shiraz son, like hot, you know. That's hotness. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know if this is shady, 
I don't know if this comment is shady, but I need to share this comment. Uh, Mia Carla from New- uh, Mia Carla, New York, just said Brooks is cute in a K-pop way, and now I cannot stop thinking about like um, what's it called that K-pop band that is like super like famous. Um, that's how you know that I'm kind of older because I don't know the names uh, of the K-pop and they're huge right now. Um, what's it called? If you can remember the name of that big K-pop band with all the guys, um, I, I do know um, Blackpink because it's all the girls and, and that was like a huge moment for K-pop, but I forgot the boys. If you remember the boys' name, let me know. But I will never forget <laughs> The Brooks Mark is cute in a K-pop way. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> uh, we know the Atlanta is coming to an end uh, this coming weekend. Uh, then we have a reunion. This The war on the street, don't quote me on this because I'm not really sure about this. But it's been said. Oh, BTS, yes. <laughs> Mia Carla, yes, BTS, there you go. That's the band that I was thinking of. Uh, but when it comes to Atlanta, the reunion, though, it's been said that it's only going to be two-part reunion. Um, yeah. I don't know. At this point, Atlanta is on... Is, is, I think it's like hanging by a thread. When it comes to like a reboot, I think they're heading on the same way of New York for different reasons. I don't think Atlanta needs a whole reboot like New York. I do think that they need to do something about the cast because it's it's not good. Not good. And what it makes me sad, like I said at the beginning, is like they are editing out Kenya's storylines. And I have a feeling the production is trying to do this to push her out of the show. And I said it on my Twitter, and I stand by what I said. I believe that if Kenya leaves the show, it's not going to be good for Atlanta. Because somebody said, like, oh, she left before. Yeah, but the cast that we had before when she left was a star quality cast we have nini we have eva we have cynthia we have um portia you know those were stars they could like carry the show without kenya but i'm sorry i'm gonna say it and some people are not gonna like it but i do not think that marlo is the girl to carry atlanta she can bear i, I don't know she she does too much for the camera. They comes out so unauthentic, you know. Um, I I think Shurek can be part of it. Candy can be part of it, but you need a, a a person like Kenya to bring like the shady side, the 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 fun reads, the all the stuff, you know. The if she leaves, who's gonna do all the stuff? Because Senia, like, I said it all season. I like her. Don't get me wrong. I like Sonia. But Sonia, it's not quality for Atlanta. Sonia is the type of person that I prefer as either a friend of 
uh, position or on her own show. Like her dynamic with her family and all this stuff. If it, It's kind of like the type of show that you choose to watch, right? Her as an ensemble cast, she feels more like a friend of. And then her solo scenes are always flat. Always. There hasn't been one scene that I said like, God damn, Sania, good job for you. This is why you are part of the show. Not once this season. Not once. They, they had, she had some cute confessionals. We cannot take that away from her. But I'm talking about how this show can move forward. Um, I, 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 I think that if Kenya is being... You know, push out of the show. I do believe that Candy is gonna follow, uh, follow too. I don't think Candy is gonna stay too long if Kenya is not there on on on, on the show. Also, I mean, I mean, if you think about the cast, I'm trying, I'm trying to process how this show can move forward without the two people who have been on the show the longest. You know. Yes, I, I'm going to say that too. I'm going to share it with you. I, I think it's true. Uh, Sonia is the same as Wendy on Potomac. You are like, okay, accomplished, but boring. I do like Dr. Wendy though. I like Dr. Wendy. When she's activated, she's activated. But Sonia, it's like, yeah, no. Like background noise a lot of times. I just don't care for Marlo that much. So I don't think she's going to be able to carry the show as like the main girl. So that's just my opinion. We're going to have to watch what happened on the reunion. Um, let's see if it's really a two-part reunion because that will be tragic. That will be tragic for Atlanta. Let's talk about New York. New York, New York, New York. If you're not watching that uh, that show, you are missing out on great freaking TV. It's so fucking good. And yes, I'm including fucking because it's that good. And for those listening, you know that I talk like a sailor. So don't be surprised with like the cussing because I do this all the time. But um, it's so good, you guys. So, and it's finally... It's finally in that momentum where, you know, you already know the girls enough. So the storylines are starting to make sense and are fun and interesting. Um, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, the mid-season trailer is going to drop. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what is coming. Uh, this episode start with uh, Aaron and Uba at this fantastic place which is a jewelry store in new york it's all about diamonds it's like where celebrities go to like uh rent you know jewelry or purchase jewelry for like award shows and events it's like massive amount of diamonds you know one thing i love about this scene though 
It's the fact that they were showing the prices of every item that Erin was trying on. Because that is so quintessential housewife. We have lost the wealth and the extravagant lifestyle. And that was the reason why we started watching, at least the OG viewers, we started watching Housewife for how ridiculous their shopping was and how much money they were spending. I mean, we didn't care as much for whatever drama is happening lately that it became so dark and it's not enjoyable. And like I said before, like a month ago, people were complaining about uh, Heather Dubrow buying a house in Beverly Hills and, and how much money she has. And like, that's the whole point of the show. And if you don't get that, maybe you should watch something else because I don't care about people shopping at Walmart. I don't care about people buying at Target. You know, I want to see people going to this jewelry store and spending a million dollars in diamonds, even if it's not being spent. Even if it's just rented, just knowing that you're carrying around a million dollars in diamonds to me sounds fucking insane. But that's the whole point of the show. So, um, yes, uh, the conversation is about the party that Erin and her husband are having to kind of like not renew their vows. I don't even know how to explain it because... They are not married, but they are, I don't know. It was quite confusing to me, but it's a celebration of their love. You know, it's an anniversary where they're celebrating their love. And I think it's cute. That's a cute idea. I'm all for it, you know. Um, then at the same time, there is a scene happening between Bryn and Jessel. And they're being so messy, y'all. They're being so messy in the fun way. Remember, I love all these girls, all of them, because they all bring different stuff on the show. And it makes sense. Like, Jessel, I adore Jessel. I am obsessed with her and how kind of like, Sometimes disconnected with reality, she sounds, but that's her reality. That's her life. But it sounds so like, like when she called Tribeca up and coming, I was like, as somebody who had lived in New York City for such a long time, I'm like, Tribeca is an up and coming. I don't know in what world it's up and coming, but it's, it's up and coming in Jessel's world, you know? And now, Bryn and Jessel were talking about um, the invitation, you know, the invitation that they got, and it showcased every single, like, sponsor or whatever, and uh, and Bryn said that it's, like, almost like the Coachella poster, you know, for, you know, when they show Coachella and they show all the, all the bands, it's, like, a huge list of stuff, and then they show... Uh, Aaron's invitation and he has a bunch of sponsors and they were making fun of it they're like oh my gosh <laughs> like what's happening um so that that kind of like just a position between 
Uba and Jessel shopping for the party while Brain and Erin were being messy in, in a different side of the city. I think it's freaking hysterical. It's what makes the show so dynamic. Uh, I'm happy that the world is finally opening their eyes and watching the show because um, for a couple of weeks, the viewership life was going down. But I don't trust those Bravo uh, ratings anymore because most people watch shows on streaming platforms. So we have to add to it the, the viewership of streaming platforms. But this last episode, the viewership live jumped like 100k views, which is great. Um, especially because these ladies, to me, are the future of Bravo. And I'm excited for what is coming. Um, also, there was a, a dinner, like a little dinner scene between um, uh, Aaron and her husband. They were talking about, you know, their love and how they are perfect for each other because, you know, he seems more reserved. Aaron is more out there and loud or whatever. Um, and and Aaron said something that kind of clicked with me because that's how my marriage is too. Like she said, we have really good balance. That's why we work. She said, like, I I married my best friend. Like, if we weren't married, if we weren't husband or, you know, engaged or whatever, whatever dynamic they have, if if they weren't together as a couple, they were definitely good friends too. And that's how I see it, you know, in, in my marriage. Like, I married my best friend. Like, I can I can't see my life without him. You know what I'm saying? And we are... Total opposite. It's crazy. Like I'm out there. I'm loud. I'm always uh, listening to loud music and and planning trips and wanting to be social and going to BravoCon and watching Bravo and talking about Bravo. He hates Bravo. Like hates it. He's actually and that's another thing. He's actually liking New York. He's been watching it with me. He he watched Crappy Lake in New York and he loved those two. So that's a plus. For the show, like even my husband who hates Bravo, love New York and Crappy Lake. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do believe in the fact that she said that when you have you find that person, that's a good balance for you. It, it works. So, like, yes, I can say that with like my open chest, because that's exactly how I feel about mine. We are like we are like total opposite like you guys like we are opposite. But we we balance each other. There was also a scene between Jessel and her husband. They were talking about like preschool and school for the kids and stuff. And Jessel wants to send the kids to a 62,000 school. And the excuse for her was that they get an Apple Mac and a iPad. And I'm like... I'm pretty sure you can buy those Jessel for like way less. Like maybe for like you can spend like two thousand dollars between an iMac and an iPad at the Apple Store without sending your kids to a sixty-two thousand dollars school. Uh, she also mentioned that uh, Tom Cruise's kids go to it, and. Her kids can be rubbing shoulder with them. It was so Gossip girly though. Like, if you guys watch Gossip Girl, that was the type of conversation. And it's true, though. It's very real. When they, when people said, like, uh, she said something. She said, like, in New York, 
where you go to school is your status. 100% true. That is 100% true. True. Like, she didn't lie on that one. Like, she might be wrong about Tribeca being up and coming, but she was 100% right when she said that whatever, whatever school you go to in New York City, it shows your status. Not only just, like, um, you know, basic education, like high school or, like, um, you know, private school or whatever. Even, like, college education, you know? Uh, Pavel is my new favorite house husband. Yes, Kristen. Uh, he, he is great. I love him too. Uh, Pavel is my new favorite house husband. That's one thing I, I want to mention about the house husbands in New York. House husbands across franchises, pay attention. These men are not involved in the women's drama. They listen. They might make a joke here and there. But they're not invested. They're not trying to be apple holders. I think people from across the river should pay attention. When I mean across the river, is the is the Hudson River. And if you know about geography, you know that across the river is New Jersey. So the house husband in New Jersey needs to learn how to keep their drama off the show because we are not watching the real house husbands of New Jersey. We are watching the housewives. So that's why I like, I really, really like these husbands because they, uh, yeah, they are mingling. They're hanging out. We see size husband here and there. He didn't even go to Aaron's party. He's like, I'm going to stay home. I'm just going to watch TV. Like, fuck this. I'm not going. <laughs> and Sai told that to Aaron's face. Like, I was like, she just told her that her husband did not care about her party. <laughs> that was quite shady, like low-key shady. But I think even, I think that even like flew like over Aaron's head. Like, I don't think she kind of caught that little shade. But that was freaking hysterical. I caught it. <laughs> but it's true. I like the the the, uh, the dynamic of the husband with the housewife. It's pretty much what it's supposed to be. They are accessories. They are not the stars. Let it be that way. So at the party, uh, we see an amazing setup. It's all diamonds. It's like there's a lot going on. It's it's fun, but it seems like there was not food once again. I mean, this conversation about food has become like a staple for this group. I feel like they are. I mean, this is the first time the housewife are fighting over food because usually they do not eat, you know. But we had the fight over cheese. We had the fight over caviar. We had the fight over the restaurant, you know. And now we're fighting because there was only pig on a blanket. And Sai was not impressed. He was not impressed. She said, like, I'm pescatarian. I'm not going to eat piggies on a blanket. And it's funny because they were making fun of Aaron for not giving enough food at the trip and stuff like that. So you will think that maybe Aaron will catch, like, the hint 
and be prepared with like, okay, we need to impress these ladies because they like to eat. But picking a blanket is not is was not a thing. I don't think that was a good choice. Um, but beside that, you can tell the you know the whole entire venue was absolutely beautiful. Brent was flirting with Aaron's dad, Aaron's brother. And even with Aaron's husband, that was a little out of line. I know that was a, quite the joke. I know she was kind of joking about it, but I don't know if it's going to land like she was hoping. And I think we saw a little clip for next week's episode where Erin uh, and her husband are talking about it. So this is going to trigger some fight. And I think that's maybe where Brent's tagline came, came from like she said like if you make me mad i'll date your dad and she was trying to literally get with aaron's dad it was freaking funny also she arrived to the party wearing head to toe white in this white fur coat and this really dark glasses in the middle of the night it was like 9 p.m or something uh hysterical i love that about her she just doesn't care uh and she said, like, I'm going to keep my glasses on. I don't care. <laughs> and then she started to, like, throw shade with Jessel. I mean, those two has a great dynamic. Brent and Jessel have, like, the type of personality that they feed from each other. And Brent said, like, this place feels like Bank of America holiday party meets a charity gala meets a bar mitzvah. I drop to the floor rolling laughing out loud like it was hysterical I'm, I'm like how she comes out with this crazy nonsense which is fucking hysterical and Jezza was like laughing so I love that about him one person who made like a great great cameo was Meredith Mark I am here for this Quick little cameo. It was Meredith and Brooks. They seemed to have a long friendship with Erin. And they showed up for her anniversary. Um, yeah. And you know that you know Meredith knows a lot of people in New York City. Based on what we saw on the show. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I love Meredith. I mean, I know. I, I love Lisa Barlow. She's my queen. I love her. I love Whitney. And obviously, over the, the couple of seasons, they have had, like, issues with Meredith and all this stuff. And even like that, I appreciate Meredith as a mom. I love how supportive she is of Brooks, how she loves her kids. Um, and she's minding her own business. Like, you know, I like that about her. She's not, like, too invested on the drama when the season is not running. So she disengaged from the housewife universe and she focused on her family and, and her business and I like that about her. So I was excited to see a a quick cameo from a from a housewife from a different franchise in such a new show, you know? So great. We finally have we finally had like a uh an appearance of somebody that is like familiar to all of us on the show. I'm I'm just happy that so far, we haven't gotten any of the old cast. Not because I do not want to, but I want people to focus on the new ladies and get to know them before Bravo starts, like, maybe inviting the other ladies from, from you know, the old 
cast as like cameos and stuff on the show. Because I don't want people to say like, we had the higher rating because we had like Ramona or anything. I know. I want these ladies to cement themselves as housewives this season. And then maybe for season two of this new cast uh, to bring more of that old cast of New York. Then we see Sai leaving the party because she wanted to go to Nobu for sushi. And I'm like, I'm just happy that she loves sushi because I love sushi. And I will totally leave a party where there was no food to eat at Nobu, you know? Also, those speeches. Like, who who thought that it was a great idea to have, like, 10 different speeches? Like, yes, have one or two. Like, even in a wedding, like, you only have, like, you know, the 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 groomsmen and, and the bride like the main bridesmaid or whatever having like a little speech and maybe the the the, the party like you know the bride and, and, and the broom and the groom <laughs> the broom <laughs> like a like a like a witch. No the bride and the groom say like a couple of words. But based on what we saw on the show, there were like six different people talking. I'm like Jesus freaking Christ. And I was like no, I will be bored. You know, Erin and and her husband's like speeches were beautiful. Like I would have preferred just like one person that knows them both to speak, and then they had those beautiful kind of like vows to each other. You know, just be mindful that when people are like in a party mode, they don't want to listen to speeches. Like we don't care for any of that. <laughs> <sighs> and um crappy lake you guys it came to an end it, ca- it came in and went too fast too fast i love sonia and luen so much they are two of my favorite all new york cast because their dynamic personalities. I mean, Sonia is freaking insane in the in the in the best way, and Luen is such a warm personality kind of person. You know, she's very warm, welcoming, always saying like she speaks like like it feels like velvet. You know, to your ears, like the way that she talks. It's just like so like I don't know, elevated. So I love this show. I love when they put these two personalities in such a different environment that they're used to. The result of this season was gold. I mean, I hope you guys watched it. I hope you guys go and rewatch it on Peacock because the whole entire season is out now because obviously the finale was on Sunday. On Sunday, we finally got to see the follies of like the Benton follies that they were preparing. All the talent was amazing, you know, and funny. I think it was hysterical that the motel owner was like, I didn't even know that we had this many talent in this, in this town. Uh, Paula Duell, she was uh, she was the choreographer for you know for the girls, the the the, the dance crew, or whatever. Sweet moments, you know. Also, the fact that uh, at the end of the day, this this is not this is not like actors right we have to understand the part where the people 
from Benton, Illinois, were just regular folks from a small town in America. So having this type of like energy in their town, it's very, sometimes can be terrifying, but also exciting. Like we saw one of the people, one of the guys, you know, typical small town guy. The, uh, in the first episode, he said, like, I don't know if these ladies are going to do good in this town. You know, I don't like celebrities. Uh, I don't like change. And then at the end, he was crying when they were leaving. The guy was crying, saying, like, I appreciate them for what they did for my town. I mean, they came here with their energy. They, 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 they came here and didn't feel like they were judging us. And that's what I liked about Crappy Lake. Because... I'm a huge fan of The Simple Life with Paris and Nicole. I watched that show religiously when I was younger, you know, when it first came out in the early 2000s. But if you look back at that show, right, if you watch those episodes nowadays, because I still rewatch the show, uh, you realize that half of the charm, quote-unquote, of the show is how Paris and Nicole were technically making fun of small-town America, right? The people that were in Alabama, whatever town they went to, I don't remember, right? Um, I mean, they were not doing it purposely, but it felt, re-watching it, it felt like it was more like mocking their culture, Right? The opposite was what Luan and Tonya did. They got involved with the town. They wanted to learn from the town. They were trying their best, even in, in funny moments, to to uh, to be one of them. To the point that they were crying, you know, leaving. That people felt like that they knew them, and that to me speak volumes to what this show was trying to do was. You know, bringing some happy, you know, I don't know, like just random goodness to not only us viewers, but to the people of Benton, you know. I I really hope Bravo learns from this show and give more, give us more of this. Because this is, I, I don't know about you guys. But I appreciate reality TV when it's light, fun, it can be petty, it can be shady, but it doesn't have to be shady to the point that destroys people's lives. It can be just fun, shady moments that we laugh at and with, right? Um, and that's what Crappy Lake made me feel like, that I was just enjoying Whatever they were doing, whatever nonsense they were doing, it was enjoyable because it felt so um, organic and it felt so like humane, right? Um, I I really hope that Bravo learned from this show and start making more like spin-off like this. Like every every summer, I don't care. Send Luann and Sonia to different towns in America. I would love to go to Benton just to take a photo by that, like, uh, you know, they had like a billboard. I hope they still have it. I don't know if they still have it, but, you know, when when Luann and Sonia were leaving, they showed this, like, billboard of saying, like, uh, welcome to Benton or something like that, and it was Luann and Sonia's photo, right? So, I hope 
we get more shows like this. I know the ratings weren't so great, but also it's in a, in a really hard time, like at 10 p.m., but I'm pretty sure people watched it on streaming. So Bravo gives Sonia and Luen a second round, send them to a different place because it felt like they truly care for the town. Not just like they, they, they didn't feel like they went there to like pretend that they didn't know you know, you know, what rural America was all about. You know, they went there with an open heart and to change and to bring happiness to a small town that, that it feels like needed it, especially after they talk how the pandemic affected them and how, you know, the whole, you know, scary time that we had in 2020 uh, affected their lives and their financial, you know, position in town. So... I loved it. And I hope you did too. Because we need more of that. Okay, you guys. Uh, as I always say, the best way for you guys to support my platform, if you like this podcast, I don't. that's another thing, you guys. I hope you like whatever nonsense I talk to you. Uh, because I do this with my heart. I, I love creating content. I love talking to you guys, Mia, uh, Kristen, thank you for joining. I really appreciate everybody who joins and just send the messages and rewatch on YouTube. Please, 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 if you like the podcast, the only way for you to really like help me to create more content, I don't need any money or anything like that. But if you want to, you can simply just subscribe and leave a rate on on uh, whatever platform you use because that helped me to you know survive in this sea of content created there's many of us many of us so um yes please follow me on instagram twitter if you want extra tea that's where i post most of my like posts like daily posts twitter and instagram those are the places to go you can find me on twitter on threads uh, if you want to purchase a merch, I have some merch on my website, martinewitheddy.com. Also, I do have a members-only section on my YouTube channel where I'm going to be posting a lot of exclusive content, especially when Bravo Comes comes around. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just like all I ask is a subscribe on YouTube and and also on my podcast. You guys, thank you so much. I'll be having a, another episode on Friday where we're going to be talking about Orange County and all the Bravo news of the week. Make sure to tune in uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. 7.30, I will make sure to post the time. Uh, but yeah, guys, have a great night. Have a beautiful night, a great rest of the weekend. And please, please share this with your friends who listen to Bravo content. I'm pretty sure many people out there haven't found, haven't found my podcast, but I'm pretty sure if you have friends who love Bravo and you think they might like my podcast, share the link, share the link. It takes two seconds. You guys have a great night. And like I always say, say it with me. Bye, besties.